2: The Late Lunch with Blackstay Motors Drada, Renault Dealer of the Year. Offering a new standard in used cars with Renault Selection. Each model comes with fully serviced, full vehicle health check and delivered with industry-leading standards of two years warranty, two years breakdown assistance and low APR finance.
3: You're very welcome to Tuesday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Great to have you with us this afternoon. Now, there are many things being marked this week, and you know it's a very special week on road safety here on LMFM Radio. But did you know it's also Animal Week, World Animal Week, so focus on animals this particular week all over the globe. We spotted a really terrific uh, video. It's thought-provoking. It's called hashtag puppy.com and it's been released as part of a campaign which demonstrates how easy it is to be fooled by unscrupulous breeders and highlights the danger of buying a pet online. Despite the work ongoing to promote adopting a pet from a reputable animal welfare or- organisation, the Irish Pet Advertising uh, Advisory Group are finding that more and more people are looking on. Online, When they want to buy a pet. Uh, Many are not doing the research prior to purchasing. It's a big, big problem. He's one of our good friends on late launch. He's well known and we're delighted to have him with us today to talk about this video and the whole area of being very careful when you buy a pet and especially if you're buying it online. He's Dr. Andrew Kelly. He's CEO of the ISPCA. Good afternoon, Andrew.
4: Good afternoon, Gerry, and um, I'm also chairperson of the Irish Pet Advertising Advisory Group, uh, which consists of a number of animal welfare organisations, including Dogs Trust, Ireland Irish Blue Cross, the Donkey Sanctuary, and the Irish Horse Welfare Trust. And IPAG is there essentially to work with online retailers who do sell animals online to ensure that it's done the highest possible standards, that the welfare of the animals is protected and that illegal behaviour is identified uh, and uh, investigated appropriately.
3: Andrew, this is a powerful video. You might just, if you could, I know we, we're, we're on radio today, but just to describe, uh, you know, the nuts and bolts of it, what what it's about, what it's getting at.
4: Yes, yeah, so it's, it's a lovely little video. It's very thought provoking, but it's also quite dark in places. Um, so essentially, what it what it shows is a mum and her her daughter in the kitchen of their house. Uh, they've decided to buy uh, a puppy, uh, and so they do what many people do uh, nowadays for a wide range of things. They go online. Uh, and they search puppies uh, on on online uh, and not surprisingly lots of websites come up and they click on one called pet paradise and it looks a lovely website with shiny shiny um, adverts on it and um you know lovely pictures of all the dogs and cats that are available for, a, for, for to buy um, they click on the link uh, and very soon they're in a conversation um with uh, the 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 owner of the website uh, and who's selling the pups and they ask if the puppy's still available. Uh, they get an reply, yes, but it must go today. Um, uh, so, so they arrange to go and uh, to buy the puppy. So then the, the, the video scans back a little bit and we see a dark warehouse. The puppies are set up on a fake photographer's studio uh, and then it scans back again and we see the puppies in a cage because this is a puppy farm. And then, so, so the, the mother and her daughter head up to a lovely house uh, and um, we see the uh, and, and they knock on the door and it's answered by the same person that we see in the puppy farm, but wearing a nicer jumper and smiling and everything. Um, they then get the puppy and they leave. And within 24 hours, they're at the vets because the puppy has fallen ill. Um, and uh, it's actually this is actually mimicking a true story. So um, what we see in many occasions is that these puppies that are bought online fall ill very soon afterwards. Uh, some of them die from parvovirus, um, but even if they don't die, the, the, the owner is left with a huge vet bill. So we we have one very good example of that that we received last week of a chap who did everything like in the video, but he asked all the right questions, but he still had a sick puppy when he got home. So that, the, the the video is there, uh, hashtag puppy.com, to, to allow people to see what happens behind the scenes and to avoid... Buying a puppy from an unscrupulous breeder but we've also given them information on the IPAG website www.ipaag.ie in terms of a checklist of what they should look for to avoid these unscrupulous breeders
3: and, Andrew, just to say it again, that people can have a look at it if you're at a smartphone or you're near your computer or ever at the minute, it's hashtag dot C-O-N. Have a look at it there and see what you make of it. And, and
4: can I just say something about the start of the video, the little puppy? It was actually one of a litter of four that was saved by, uh, rescued by uh, Louth SPCA up in, in, in Dundalk. Um, and um, all, all four puppies have now been safely rehomed, but that puppy was able to come back in to be the star of the video. So, um, so huge thanks to Louth SPCA and you know people in in Louth and me. If, if you are looking for a dog, obviously we'd prefer that you, you adopt one. So please do go and, and have a look at Louth SPCA and support them. Uh, you know, give them a donation, um, just a, a volunteer for them. They're always looking for volunteers to help them um, and, and also to adopt a dog. Uh, you know, go to your local rescue. Of course, we'd like you to, to, to support the ISBC as well, but do support your local rescue.
3: Yeah, it's very important. There are a lot of dogs in the world looking for homes. and Indeed, w- there are. We don't need more. If we can look after the ones we have, it would be a, a, a giant step forward. You mentioned there that particular case and another case you had last week, the Parvo not being, uh, you know, properly treated yes. and getting the injections they need for that. Yes. What are the other dangers of buying a, a dog online?
4: Well, apart from the um, the obvious disease risk, is you sometimes also get behavioural problems from from the dogs. Um, these dogs are quite often unsocialised and have been deprived of human handling at a really crucial period of their development when they're about six to six to eight weeks old. And if they're not handled, then once they are sold on, they're not used to it. So when you know they, um, they may show inappropriate behaviours, uh, and we know. That longer term uh, dogs that are, are produced puppies that are produced on large scale large scale commercial uh, puppy farms will have more behavioral issues than, than dogs that are bred in small numbers in a domestic environment so so that's one of the big reasons uh, not to to buy them is disease risk and behavioral problems but the um, the, 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 the checklist that we produced will, will will give people who are going to buy a puppy. And, and we have to accept that people will do this, Jerry, You know, we, we'd rather they didn't, but they will do. So we want them to be able to buy a healthy, well-socialised puppy that will live a long and happy life with their family. So one thing to look out for is is, is the age of the pup. Uh, make sure that it's advertised eight weeks or older. You know, we, we see a lot of pups uh, reho- uh, that have sold on that are less than eight weeks, and it's really too early for them to be away from mum. Just check the adverts, photographs, because nowadays you can right-click on them and you can check whether that photograph has been used anywhere else. Yes. Um, So quite often they'll use stock photographs of that particular breed, so that when you go to the house you might get a completely different dog. Um, um, so, So check the photographs. Um, check that it's microchipped, check that it's vaccinated. As mentioned earlier, we we do see them, you know, that they haven't been vaccinated appropriately. So sometimes they've just not been vaccinated at all or they may have been vaccinated by the breeder using a vaccination that is out of date or hasn't been stored properly so it's essentially ineffective. And we also see them using fake veterinary certificates. Um, So you'll get a a, a vaccination certificate from your vet when you take the dog to be vaccinated. Quite often the breeders will produce one or the Ella will produce one that has a signature on it, um, as if it's the vet, but you can't read it, and it's missing the official veterinary practice stamp. And if it doesn't have that stamp on it, walk away, because it's probably a, a rogue breeder and probably from a puppy farm. But also ask to see the puppy with the mum, because that is absolutely crucial. Mm. And if they give you any excuse for why they can't, you can't see the mum, it's probably a puppy farm. Uh, and again you should get out. We've heard of of sellers saying that it's very sad the mum was run over yesterday so we can't show you her and they gave that same excuse to six different people.
3: Mm. Uh, You know, I'm just thinking when I bought Messi myself and it's a few years ago now, now Mm -hmm. that you say it, uh, the breeder was recommended to me down uh, north of Newry and when I went in there were the four or five puppies and the mum was there as well. You could see where she was being home. Small-scale breeder, Andrew, you know what I mean?
4: And and we want to encourage people to go to the small-scale breeders um, who who put a lot of time and effort and love and care into their animals? Um, you know, you, you you can look for example at Irish Kennel Club registered, uh, although uh, they don't have an insured breeder scheme as yet, and we hope they will develop that. But but yeah, go go for that domestic one. But of course, it's very hard. We 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 can't guarantee that you won't get the wool pulled over your eyes. But if you take those, you know, the tips that are on our. Uh, our um, uh, checklist uh, and some of the other information that's on that website or on the ISPCA website, you know, hopefully you will be able to to get a a healthy, well-socialised puppy. And that's what we all want. We don't want to see puppies die in a parvovirus. It's a horrible disease. Um, And and, uh, unfortunately, it happens all
3: too often. Andrew, before we let you go, just in a general sense, and we've uh, spoken on a number of occasions over the years about this, are you getting to grips with this? You know, the, the, the large puppy farms, the abuse that goes on, the mm. terrible conditions they're raised on. Do you feel you're making progress?
4: Well, we are definitely making progress, Jerry. Uh, just in the last couple of months, we uh, shut down two illegal uh, puppy farms uh, and removed over 140 dogs from those two locations alone. Over the last couple of years, uh, we've probably removed over 600 dogs from breeders uh, around Ireland. Uh, so we are having um, enforcement success, but we're also working behind the scenes very hard um, to lobby the government for stronger protection for for dogs and cats and other animals, um, so that we you know so that we don't see this kind of level of neglect and abuse. Um, but we've also had uh, this year so far 13. Uh, ISBC initiated prosecutions finalised in court um, five just over the last two weeks so we are seeing um, you know, really great strides forward I think in Ireland and yes it's not perfect uh, and yes there are always going to be problems but the ISPCA is working hard to do something about it. Um, we've only got nine inspectors we need more, we need one in every county uh, so please if any of your listeners would like to support us they can go to our website and make a donation but we are making progress. We also saw this year for example um, the introduction of a ban on the use of wild animals in circuses and I know that was a, a controversial issue but we successfully argued that, that those animals can't be that their welfare can't be catered for in a travelling circus regime and the government accepted that and introduced a ban from the 1st of January. So we are seeing progress and we'll continue to see progress.
3: Andrew, great to talk to you again today and keep up the wonderful work that you and your team do. It's really commendable. Thanks indeed.
4: Thanks, Jerry. Always a pleasure. Thanks,
3: mate. Take care. That's Andrew uh, Kelly there. Dr. Andrew Kelly, CEO of the ISPCA and IPAAG chairperson who've uh, made this video. It is very telling and touching. Sinead spotted it this morning and said we need to have a chat about this. Puppy.com. That's hashtag puppy.con. Yes. Have a look at it for yourself. And, and it's on our Facebook if is. people want to have a check. It if out you want to yeah. see it there. It's, it, they do great work. We know that. And, you know... Uh, animals are you know creatures of this planet and we need to care for them and, and look after them and abusing them and rearing them intensely as puppies are is, is just wrong in the conditions that they're kept as well you're uh, at late lunch on lmfm radio we're heading to our first break of the afternoon and i can tell you somebody's going to be very happy between now and two o'clock because we will be calling our fifth and final finalist in the village hotel dream wedding giveaway
2: the late lunch with Blackstay Motors Dryda, Renault dealer of the year, offering a new standard in used cars with Renault selection. Each model comes with fully serviced, full vehicle health check, and delivered with industry leading standards of two years warranty, two years breakdown assistance, and low APR finance.
3: Hundreds of entries for our dream wedding competition with the Village Hotel, a short list drawn up. Four through to the finale this coming Saturday in the Village Hotel. We have one place left. Who is it destined for? Is that Sinead Barn on the line?
5: Yes, it is. Hi. I can't
6: believe
3: <laughs> Sinead, I'm in shock. you are our fifth finalist in the dream wedding giveaway, 2018 Thank Village Hotel.
5: Thank you
3: so much. Oh, you're really happy, are you?
5: I am so happy. I think I'm in a shock right now. I've just had to run out of my classroom with another teacher. So
3: okay. So are the are the pupils there all right? The little students? Yeah, they're they're okay.
5: Have another teacher in the classroom, so it's all good.
3: So we've taken you out. You sit in there. Great. We've taken you out from class, and we have you in the corridor of the school. Where are you teaching? I teach first class up in Aston Village, Educate Together. Good woman yourself. And you know who nominated you. You didn't nominate yourself. No,
5: my sister did. She's very
3: good. Yeah, your sister Kira sent us in the most beautiful message. Do you know what she put together? She put together a life story about you and it really tugged at our heartstrings and we thought it was a a wonderful, wonderful story. So who is your beau? What's his name? Uh, Paul, Paul King. And when did you two meet?
5: Um, we are together eight years in December and we met in Earth, My Club, in Jada. So.
3: Oh, we're all um, love stories, begin the Earth night love, exactly. of course. <laughs> Did you know him before you actually got together with him or was that the first time you ever met him?
5: Um, well, we were in the same group of friends for a long time, but Paul is very quiet. Um, so he was the quiet group that you never really chatted to, but um, he has a lot of stories Um, that he's told me about times when we're out together and conversations we had that I don't remember. This is all before we were Mm. uh, together and me about little things that he remembers about me and stuff like that, so... Oh, um, isn't this teeth, lovely? Really? Yeah. So he was so keeping I, I this... I would be oblivious to now, really, yeah, you know? Yeah,
3: but he obviously was. He'd put his eyes on watch. you and he was shy. He just didn't come forward. So what was the spark yeah. in the Earth Nightclub? Was there a song? What?
5: Um, I don't know. Probably just um, a few drinks too many, probably one night. Nice. And um, we went
3: on from there. So he, did He asked you then at that stage, did he? He asked
5: me out, yeah. He asked okay. me out one night. Um, we went to the cinema the next night. And um, I sleep in the spa. <laughs>
3: <So>. <laughs> what movie? It was very romantic, of stars. What, what movie were you awesome watching? Romantic. What movie did you go to see? Do you remember?
5: Um, we went to see Harry Potter, um, I think it was the fifth. Um, I can't right.
3: remember which one it was one of Harry Poard's? okay, so there was no uh, smooching in the back row of the movies no. that night. I'm sure the cinema was jammed for that at that stage oh, it was such it was a, a big
5: asleep <laughs>
3: <laughs> So you've been together for eight years how have your plans are you engaged? did you if uh, did you know when you were going to the not? did you expect it? um
5: we got engaged last year and um, we have a little boy who's two. Okay. And last year, we went away for the weekend with um, Luke, my little boy, and my niece, and Paul um, dressed them up in little t-shirts that had Will You Marry, um, so Paul had a t-shirt, Mammy, um, Will You Marry Daddy, and my niece had a little t-shirt saying, Made Will You Marry Paul, and they ran out at me, I was downstairs, I came up to the room, and they, the t-shirts and
3: he had the ring. It was all very oh romantic. Oh my word he's a real romantic Paul King isn't he? He is. Yeah what a lovely surprise and what a fantastic way to do it. Well anyway um I'm, I'm sure you were thinking about when or where and I've, of course there's a, a lot involved when you, you go to plan a wedding. What would this mean to yourself and himself if you won it? It
5: would mean so much. We've been, um, we've been saving for a mortgage for the last four years and live with Paul's parents, they're very good to yeah. have the three of us. And um, so a rest is not realistic right now. It's all going into a house. Yes. So okay. um I mean everything
3: it means we can actually get married <laughs> yeah uh, I know I know it's, it's a um, huge thing for you so at the moment really you stay it. with Paul's folks we just lost you there for a second I know that you stay oh, with yeah. his folks so you'd love uh, you're planning to get your own place and of course a wedding big expense on top of that well yeah. you're one in five away from the win it's amazing. I can't <laughs> oh, believe it. <laughs> we're delighted. Anyway, Sinead, congratulations to yourself and Paul. I take it you're available for Saturday, Village Hotel.
5: Um well actually I'm supposed to be away with uh for the weekend, but I'm gonna to have to stay back now, obviously. Um a wedding would be uh, yes. amazing.
3: You'll have to uh, stay. That
5: takes you'll be staying behind. Uh, it'll
3: be- Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Um, You're going to stay behind. I, I, you have plans. But look, come on, if you were to win exactly. this. If just I a win marathon.
5: a wedding, that will end away, definitely. It certainly <laughs> so will. Anyway,
3: beautiful. I'll let you go back there. You're a student's away. Thank you very much for joining us. I'll see Thank yourself you. and Paul and the crew on Saturday. Is that OK? That's great. See you then. Take care of yourself, Sinead. Bye-bye. 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 That's Sinead Byrne and Paul King. They are our final finalists in our dream wedding giveaway. Apologies there. You know something, the mobile phones, that girl isn't far as the crow flies from where we are uh, today, I know exactly where she is, and yet that line is pipping and popping, it drives me mad, and I think we rang somebody in America or Australia recently, and Sinead says, <laughs> you think you're, they were in the room next door, Plus, that, the mobile phone, oh the know. service and the signal in places, in this day of of you know communication, state of the art, cutting edge, and still you have have that nonsense with mobile phones but look at you got the gist of it there she has a great story you'll hear more of that story they all have they have they have thank god it's not up to me or you to
7: pick this
3: (laughs) it was i have to say folks So we we want to say today the five finalists the die is cast now we spoke to lots of other people who were on the short list we went through every entry methodically hundreds and hundreds of entries there was three of us involved I'll tell you, there was some falling out and disagreements. No, I think you thinking, But eventually we came to a consensus on the five that we feel are the five that deserve to go to the final. They're just that that much away from winning that dream wedding and just to tell you again and remind you what's happening first time ever a late lunch on a Saturday yeah I know and you're, you're w- making me work on a Saturday <laughs> I'm not so sure about this one but one,
0: I'll do it for you we're a little early
3: <laughs> one o'clock I think we're coming on about a quarter past one on Saturday there's news and sport and everything in there about a quarter past one until three o'clock we're going to meet the couples and hear about them in more detail hear their stories How more than how they met how they've all very interesting stories about their lives well some very Touching stories and heartbreaking stories as well. Some very funny, happy stories. You'll hear them all on Saturday. Do join us for that late lunch special on Saturday afternoon when somebody, thanks to the beautiful Village Hotel in Bettystown in County Mead, and remember, they have their official opening this weekend. It's a huge weekend for them there, so uh, if you can get out there, they'd love to welcome you. But we'll be there on Saturday for the wedding giveaway. News and headlines, uh, news headlines and weather on the way and afterwards, Uh, it's a catch-up with the brilliant classical guitarist Pat Coldrick
2: The Late Lunch with Blackstay Motors Drider, Renault Dealer of the Year Offering a new standard in used cars with Renault Selection Each model comes with fully serviced full vehicle health check and delivered with industry leading standards of two years warranty two years breakdown assistance and low APR finance
3: Never mind Metallica at Slane next year. It's Coldrick at the Castle, Thursday week, October the 11th. Yes, he's going to rock the place. And you know what? It is a little more genteel and classical. I am delighted to welcome someone I absolutely enjoy talking to on Late Lunch and have over the years, Pat Coldrick. It's good to have you back with us.
7: Thanks very much, Jerry. Cold at the castle.
3: I like that. Do you like it? <laughs> oh my God! Never mind that crowd next year. They look after themselves. We know that
7: anyway. But, That's done and dusted. It's funny. I had jokes many years ago where people don't listen. Watch out for me. I'll be playing Slain Castle someday. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there you are. Yeah, you I are am, playing yeah. Slain Castle. Tell us about it. What's happening? Uh, well, Slain Castle have invited me along to. Um, they have a beautiful, beautiful restaurant there called the Gandon Room Restaurant. And um, it's something that I do from time to time, are uh, dinner concerts, which is, I think is great value and a great evening's entertainment. And what it is, is um, we'd say a four-course meal and you sit down, you have your beautiful meal and then I or the, an artist would come on afterwards and then give a concert uh, for uh, yeah, another hour and a half. So you have the full evening under the one roof And So Slane Castle have invited me along, and I'm very privileged and delighted to be going there to play, to give a dinner concert. And um, I think the tickets are about 50 quid each or something like that. But it's it's going to be a marvellous, marvellous evening, because it's Mm. it's a wonderful uh, way to sort of sit back and enjoy uh, a lovely meal and lovely music in very kind of... You know, when I say uh, informal, it's more relaxed kind of a, a yes, setting, you know, yes. as opposed to going to The sit Gandon in the Room is
3: beautiful, oh, I gorgeous. know it. It's a gorgeous, yeah, gorgeous yeah. setting there. Yeah. As you drove past it all these years, did you ever think it
7: would be well, it's, on it's, the it's, bill? Well, many people who know me from Navan and growing up, I, I, I walked at that stretch of beautiful yes. Boyne Valley from Navan to uh, Slane many, many times. And I used to get to the castle and I look up at the castle. God, one day I'll play him there.
1: here <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, you are. All oh, oh, yeah. these years later. What a story yeah. that is. 40 years later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it takes a little bit patience, of time. Patience, but it's patience, worth yeah. waiting for, let me say. L- let me remind you again, it's in the Gandon Room and uh, there's a pair of tickets up for grabs for the gig, pack playing. Uh, and the, it's a three-course meal, I think, they're putting on there. on uh, uh, What day is it again, Pat? It's, uh, it's
7: next Thursday week, Thursday uh, the October week,
3: the 11th. The 11th of October, yes, here it is. Thursday the 11th of October, the Gandon Room. What you have to do to win the tickets is go in and like the Slain Castle official Page. Go Correct. in and like that there. Tag on Facebook. the person on Facebook. Tag the person you're bringing with you. So there's two tickets up for grabs here. Tag them, whoever's going along with you, and share it. Share the post. Just do that and you're in. And the winner will be announced on Monday the 8th in plenty of time for That's the 11th. Yeah. So in you go to Slane Castle Facebook page. Like it, tag your guest, share the post, and the very best of luck to you could be winning a pair of tickets to see this wonderful man for the first time ever, the first of many, let's hope, in Slane Castle, the Gandon Room. Well,
7: how you been? I've been very well. Uh, it's great. It's great to see you again. Um, it's nice to touch base. Um, it's gas how how quickly time flies. Um, I've been playing and playing and playing and giving concerts. And in particular, uh, this year in particular, since last November, I've been working hard on uh, my third album. Uh, and um, it's called Ophelia, named After the Storm. And there's a story to that as well. So between giving concerts, and I was away in England as well, uh, playing there and um I seem to be playing a lot of castles lately. I did some concerts in Swords Castle as well, and uh, between that and the new album, I've been just playing music. Been immersed in music. It's brilliant. Uh, so it, it's you, really you are good. a
3: great story, and we're going to double back in a moment. Really called after Ophelia the storm, yes?
7: Well, it actually is. And and um, if any anybody who uh, has been following my um, escapades on social media would have seen me uh, complete a guitar. Um, I actually built a guitar with a very good friend of mine, Dermot Quinlan, who is a fabulous guitar maker. And he asked me, listen, Pat, um, let's build a guitar. I said, Dermot, I wouldn't know how to do it. Um, And he showed me and we built this beautiful classical guitar together. And to make a long story short, the actual day that we could put the very last piece of whatever varnish on it, uh, it was the day of Ophelia, the the great storm, I think it was back in the 16th of October or something like that. And... um, between that, it just rang a bell, the guitar, and we called the guitar Ophelia. And I said, there's a name, there's, there's this music in that. And we wrote a piece of, I wrote a piece of music, the title track called Ophelia for the album. So all in all, the album was called Ophelia and it was... The guitar uh, is called Ophelia. And the guitar is called Ophelia and the, the whole idea came on the day of the storm uh, back in November or October last year, yeah. How does that
3: guitar rate, to, you know, you have a number of guitars. Yeah.
7: Where does it sit? How good is it? Oh, it's it's up there. In fact, um, on this album, uh, that guitar is actually used uh, the most on the album as well, which is interesting. Um, and it's a beautiful, beautiful guitar, particularly in a studio situation. I mean, the intonation, the accuracy of the guitar as well, and um, the projection, everything. It's It really is a fantastic guitar. Mm. Top quality timber and top quality. Dermot is an absolutely wonderful, wonderful um, guitar maker. And... Um, But you have a skill there as well,
3: because remember, uh, and uh, the recession, it's been marked all over. Ten years ago this year, Pat, 2008, here we sit in 2018. And of course, mm -hmm. you were in the business of these Victorian kitchens, wasn't it?
7: Originally I was, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, um, uh, you know, like... When it came to building the guitar, it, it was, I won't say it was easy for me, but I understood a lot of the actual techniques involved because I would have been, would have been used to working with various um, tools and and this and chisels and all the rest you know so um, but yeah that was a great part a whole chapter of my life for 25 years building fancy furniture and kitchens and here I am back playing music again <laughs> and you building know? guitars so and I don't designing know them as well I don't know what's next <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe climb Mount Everest or something I don't know <laughs> and play at the top <laughs> and play at the top what about there's that? an idea what about wow, that yeah. to, to
3: have that echoing out over there from the top of, of oh, Mount Everest marvellous. but look you've had many liaisons with uh, the good and great in music since you picked up the guitar again, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. approximately 10 years ago. What mm. stands out for you as a memory of that time?
7: Oh gosh, uh, well again one of the great things about music is the, um, is the people you meet and the people who are involved um, in the business, different musicians we, it's like one big family and um, and it's amazing when I came back to music, um, I reconnected with a lot of old friends that I would have had back in the days. of played with the memories, and and um, so it's a, it's a, it, 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 that would stand out really. The people. I, I feel I'm back where I belong. Right. But um, various sessions I would have been asked to play on. I, I got to, um, a phone call from Marty Pello's manager one day. He said, "Listen, you're Pat Coles, as I am," and. Um, uh, listen, I'm Marty Pello's manager. We'd love you to play on one of his tracks on his love album number two. I think it was a couple of years ago. So that, that was a pleasure to go in and meet Marty in Windmill Studios. And um, a lovely guy. I mm. mean, a really lovely, lovely guy. What a call and, to get! Yeah, I mean, that's you. Sure, you got the right. <laughs> and another, and it's great actually. I mean, it, it, over the ten years, I mean, um, oh gosh, I mean, I'm not. I mean, you know me. I'm, I'm not into fame, or uh, but it's it's the odd time somebody would come up to you at a bar and say, "You Pat Coldrick." Um, and it does have its downfall because, uh, yes, I am, yeah. Well, do you remember that 20 quid I lent you there? Yeah, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> you
1: know, they're not looking for your autographs. No. They're looking for
7: money you owe them. <laughs> they might have heard you. Geez, that's the fella that owes me money. yes. <laughs> yes. <just, laughs> don't mind them. <laughs> okay, so the new album is Ophelia. The
3: guitar is Ophelia. Now, we're going to hear a couple of tracks on the new album, which yeah. incidentally will be out in November. That's right. The Jumping Church is the first one. Story, please.
7: Yes, um, absolutely. My my, uh, comrade, my my, um, producer and engineer, Peter Reeds, uh, from Jump the Gun fame and Eurovision, uh, represented Eurovision in 1996, I think. Um, Peter produces all my work and uh, does the engineering. He's a fabulous, fabulous musician. And um, I was telling him the story about the, um, the jumping church up in Kittlesmock, up outside RD, which I, from my youth thought was the most fascinating story and some of your listeners would know the story oh, about course, it yes. and I said to Peter he's never heard of it and I told him about the church and the way the wall kind of jumped off its foundations because there was somebody who was excommunicated from the church was buried within the walls but the old walls didn't like it and they jumped over and left his body in the grave outside and Peter thought this was one of the best stories he's ever heard in his life and there's a piece of music in that so we got together and this is Peter's idea to to, um, to write this piece called The Jumping Church which I think it's uh, really interesting and again it's a type of music that uh, it's very kind of traditional and kind of Celtic in style so it was nice and it's a lovely piece of music and uh, that's how the jumping Church uh, yeah so there's a piece it's of music it's
3: lovely lovely story yeah. let's hear it and head into a break Pat is staying with us if you want to get in touch with us today remember the numbers 086 1800 658 is our text or WhatsApp number you can call in on eighteen fifty seven one five nine five eight. it's the jumping Church by Pat Coldrick the Whoa. forthcoming album you're yeah, awesome, a yeah. yeah brilliant 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 Pat I love it And that is a first radio play today for The Jumping Church from the new album, Ophelia, exclusive here on LMFM's Late Lunch.
7: You're the first uh, presenter and no better man. Delighted. Good man, Pat. I
3: really do appreciate it. I just love it. It's beautiful. You know, when you, you think about you and talk about you and how you've been so popular and in demand and another album now on the way, you fill a niche, don't you, with what you do?
7: Well, like I maybe have mentioned to you before, yeah, I mean I've always kind of thought that the I mean, I'm playing the music and the instrument that I love and I've grown up with since at a very young age and that was classical guitar, solo guitar and um, in order uh, f- to, to broaden the audience uh, for it, because it, it would have a kind of a niche, small market. Well, I've decided to try and sort of um, encourage more people to listen to it. And by doing that, I've, I've written my own music. have uh, been influenced by a lot of different styles of music. So I wouldn't really stay within the classical academic mode. I'd kind of take chances. I experiment. I mean, you hear that piece there. Um, there's a lot of Celtic kind of traditional Irish uh, feel to it. Uh, but at the same time, it's kind of contemporary. So I experiment with a lot of different styles and by doing so um, it encourages a lot more people to listen to my type of music and to listen to the guitar that wouldn't normally probably listen to classical guitar. So I'm kind of lucky that way, you know. Mm. And I just love playing guitar. guitar. I mean, for everybody, uh, you know, Mm. I just love playing music. That's all I can say. So it's not something I'm trying to sort of force people into listening to. I just find these engaging more and more Mm. people.
3: And I think it's down to the music. I've never said this before. Thank God for the recession, because most people say (laughs) it was the greatest disaster for anybody in their lives. But in a way, there's an irony in this for you. Yes, your business hit the wall, but might you not have picked up the guitar ever, like?
7: It was the the recession, actually, was the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, Only for the recession, I wouldn't be sitting here. And that's that's a fact. And I know that sounds crazy, uh, but it's true. Because there was a time I would never have taking up the guitar again mm. and because my it was like the gods were forcing me back to really do what I really really love doing mm. deep inside and I've said it to people as well a lot of people are working in jobs that they're only kind of half happy with but they they need to they're forced into working because they have to pay mortgages and they have to do this but I do believe everybody has a gift inside them and that's what they should be doing in life it's a bonus if there's a lot of money attached to it um but really to 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 gain inner happiness to the fullest you've got to be sharing what what's inside you with others mm. and that's the and i think I've done that um but I'm doing it and i and I got great satisfaction uh I've never been as happy yeah isn't that yeah. just something else and if you do
3: something that makes you happy you don't have to earn a fortune or anything like that you just need mm. enough to to get by. Yeah, I
7: never. I mean, I mean, look. There's just the music business. It's it's very fickle. There's, there's times which are, you know, you'll struggle for a while, and then you'll make another few quid here to keep going. I mean, it's it's, um, it, it's not a, a business where you'll make loads of. Everybody makes loads and loads of money. Uh, but as I say to you, I make enough to get by and get to the next concert mm. and make an album here and there and just make music. I mean, money isn't the priority, with me. It's it doesn't. It really is music, and yeah. you know, everybody around me that's happy. Just you know,
3: it's a it's a fantastic philosophy to have, and one that many many people would love to have, and, and be doing what you're doing, and uh, get the second opportunity, and all the success you've had as well.
7: Everybody can. It's everybody has a great. There's gift. this
3: message today. You can, yeah, you can. if you if, think about it. Follow your dreams yes. and follow your
7: passion inside. No question.
3: Well, the new album Ophelia is coming out in November. We're going to hear is the second track, Remembering Starlings. Will this be yes. on it as well? Yes.
7: Yeah, this is another track that I wrote um, and it's a very, very popular track and um, I wrote it a couple of years ago and started uh, playing it at concerts and due to its popularity I decided to put it on this album and it's a kind of a piece which evokes happiness and um, good times and all about... Maybe remember when you were young and Christmas was a, was a time of happiness and mm. when you were y- young you had no problems and every day was sunny and so the whole atmosphere I tried to create it in, in this piece with this collection of chords and sounds was a feeling of wellness and happiness yes. and that's where Tied
3: in with the starlings the way they yeah, yes. you know this time of the year the murmurations Correct. the way they're yeah. full of energy and noise yeah. and that type yeah. of thing as well uh,
7: This piece actually is quite Christmassy because um, and I know it's a bit early for Christmas but uh, <laughs> I think it'll sort of uh, Reminds some people we're getting okay, close. Well, uh, let's, <laughs> Why not? Let's do it. Pat yeah. Coldrick launches Christmas on LMFM Radio <laughs> on the 2nd of October 2018.
3: <laughs> Reminding you again, Gandon Room, Slain Castle, very special evening coming up on the 11th of October. There's a pair of tickets and that lovely meal that's happening there up for grabs. Like Slain Castle's Facebook page, tag your guest that's going along with you and share the post and the winner will be announced on the 8th of October it's great to see you.
7: Jerry, thanks a million. Not really at good all. to see you
3: too. That'll be some night in the Slane. Good luck Looking with the new album as well in November and we'll see you again soon. Thank Here you. it is. Introduce it yourself. The track is
7: Remembering Starlings.
2: late lunch with Blackstay Motors Drada Renault dealer of the year offering a new standard in used cars with Renault selection each model comes with fully serviced full vehicle health check and delivered with industry leading standards of two years warranty two years breakdown assistance and low APR finance
3: Road Safety Week you know is a very special week on LMFM radio across all our shows we're uh, featuring roads and road safety all this week from Monday to Friday and on Late Lunch today I'm delighted to welcome back to our show to do a special on this uh, Tony Conlon our motoring man is with us today Simon Allen is here from Global Tires and Thomas McPhailham group service manager with our show sponsors Blackstone Motors is with us as well. Gentlemen you're all very welcome to the show. Thank Thank you very much for joining me Tony if I could begin with Yourself, and we are focusing on the safety of cars sure. today.
6: Yeah, yeah. Well, for the few moments, we're going to be speaking if the help of mighty God will do some good if we can have afford to save some accident some event some grief someone knocking on the door to break a bad story by the little bit of experience that we lads have in the industry we won't get to cover everything Jerry. but we're going to try and give tips out there just to have people if they're driving now at the moment or sitting back or their, their family are driving home that they may forward on the little bit of experience that we have to help save lives save accidents and save grief Do you find Tony that you know uh, with car
3: that at times maintenance and tyres we're going to talk about as well today sometimes falls down the pecking order. You know, there are big demands on people financially across the board.
6: There's no to do at all about it, uh, Jerry. There's big demands across the board. And uh, the, the, the factor is, if you can't afford to maintain a vehicle, uh, in my opinion, if properly, I don't mean astronomical prices now, but if you can't afford to go to the tyre man, to go to your garage, to seek help off the mechanic, to service your car, it might be worth your while considering getting the ticket for the bus because it's so vitally important safety-wise for you and your family and to other road users. Like, you don't see too many young lads nowadays going out with a bad pair of football boots to play a big soccer match and you don't see too many kids coming out of schools with a bad pair of runners. They're all designer ones. Now, I'm not telling and saying you have to put designer stuff in your car you don't but that common sense prevail here and look after the vehicle let me bring thomas mcphailam into the
3: conversation he is group service manager with blackstone motors thomas thank you for joining us on the show manager, this afternoon this afternoon you're across uh, the blackstone group of course yes. in, in general terms what are you seeing with people coming to you do people are people good about coming and having their car serviced
8: I definitely think that uh, over the last number of years in the uh, in the business, I definitely think there is a culture change. Um, people are they they're, they're owning newer cars and, and they are trading up. Now, there is a lot of different factors contribute to that, but definitely, I I, I think there is a, a sea change there uh, in in relation to looking after cars. Um, people have invested heavily in new vehicles, so they they want to keep them right. Mm. And of course, like like with everything in life. Budget is a question. Mm. So, um, but as as uh, Tony had said there, you know, if, if if you're going to invest heavily in a car, you should invest somewhat in maintaining in the maintenance,
3: maintenance as well. Definitely. Let's let's talk about a car. How often should you have a car service looked at? Okay.
8: Well, different manufacturers will have different kind of recommendations for vans and cars and, and you know small vans. But definitely, your vehicle should be in a garage once a year. At minimum. At a minimum. It should be in the garage once a year and and in between that um, the, you know, it, it sh- you should be calling in, um, like most businesses now are trying to develop relationships with drivers and customers. They want uh, you know, they want We want you coming back, you know. We we want to see you. So if you need to be going in there once a week just to get your tyres checked, or just to get your uh, windscreen uh, washer topped up, or your wipers, then that's what we are here for. So you know, there's 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 so much uh, there's so much choice. So many garages, so many different Mm. uh, organisations. So. You, you definitely don't have an excuse not to do
3: not it. to. What are the key uh, or where are the key areas on a vehicle that are under most strain that need looking at I, I it's a no brainer brakes for a start. What else?
8: Absolutely. Look, um I, I what I do say to customers is is most people think that the most important thing your car can do is go. The most important thing your car can do is stop. And when you're talking about stopping you're talking about two things Primarily, you're talking about your brakes first, and then you're talking about your tyres. And then after that, you know, there you have your suspension and your, and your steering joints and ball joints and bushings and, you know, a, a variety of different uh, components. All working together, all working very hard, you know, um, un, unseen, unheard, definitely underappreciated, but definitely doing a tremendous amount of work, keeping you on the road. Yeah.
3: Okay, it comes to tyres. Simon Allen, come in there from Global Tyres. Great to see you on Late Lunch again this afternoon. Let's talk tyres and, you know, there's a minimum, you know, you can get away with when it comes to thread on tyres and Tony's talked about this many times in the past as well. What is the minimum by law that you can drive on?
9: Okay, thanks for having me, Jerry, this, uh, this afternoon. Uh, the, the law is just 1.6 millimetres, which I think everybody in all Tire business or gar- uh, garage business realize that that is far too shallow. That uh, the manufacturers of tires recommend three millimeters, that the tire doesn't perform to its full capability on the three. Uh, so, like, a new tires are around eight millimeters, so you've only really got five, maximum six millimeters of driving on that. You know, mm. uh, we would say anything that's below, like, if someone comes in, we do free tire checks all the time. People come in, and if the tires around three mil, we just say. It's coming close to a place and we tell them what the manufacturer recommends but definitely... Two and a half two mil tyre should be off. Don't leave it at 1.6 because it's simply too shallow. It won't do anything
6: for you if you're in a bad situation Tony, if, if the roads are not good. Absolutely not and just to, to put it into perspective, I, I pulled a little piece of paper out from the time I was going to school to train as a mechanic as I was telling Thomas earlier on and it's in miles per gallon but we'll change it into kilometres. Uh, this is frightening Jerry. The average person it takes back back then, and it's no different today, 0.7 seconds to react at 50 kilometres an hour to react you have now travelled uh, 30 feet. If you have 70, 50% efficiency in, on your brakes and your your tyres, you add 60 to that, that's 90 feet. If you have 100%, it's only 30, but it's still 60 feet. So not to complicate our listeners, <coughs> the importance of good tyres, the importance of physical fitness too, that you're able to react to good vision. That's another thing, and we'll talk about visibility in the car in a few minutes, but that's the frightening statistic. Again, you hit the pedal, you've gone at 50 kilometres an hour, that's the legal limit in the town, in most towns. At 50 kilometres an hour, again, you hit the pedal, you've gone 30 feet. So it's
3: ultra important that your brakes are working well and your tyres. Come back in, Simon. You yeah,
9: we find, Jerry that uh, although price is an issue, some people it's actually not the price. They just never think of tyres. They just jump in the car, turn the key, and away they go. we uh, People do come in to us then, and we show them the tyres that came off their car. They'd be absolutely horrified. Yeah. And, like, we have to convince them that's what you were driving So it's
3: an awareness thing. So yeah. back to this again, these millimetres are crucial here. If you're down on the minimum of that, it is time to change. Don't be just hanging on for, you know what I mean, another 5,000 kilometres or whatever. It's not worth it. It doesn't make sense at all. It's definitely not worth it. And tyres would be a lot cheaper than what, but yes. what you might pay. Yes, and definitely. Tony will verify this. Only a couple of months ago out in the car park here, just relay that
6: story again. We were speaking about tyres, weren't we? Like we just, yes. We'd, we'd seen a car outside, but... <laughs> The person didn't realise there was actually ball tyres in the front of the car. What's yes. your saying? You know, That's every day did, not say. did not realise. Did not realise.
3: And I can tell you there's a new set on it out there now. And Tony just pointed it out and yeah, said, yeah. do you realise? You know what I mean? How? how so look, the more tread you have, the better. So, so they're out there listening today and thinking, how many kilometres or miles should I get on a set of tyres?
9: Well... Years ago, when nearly all the sides were the same, but they're so vast now. There's so many different sizes, so many different compounds. There's high-performance tyres, there's standard tyres. Like, you could get a real big tyre for a flashy car. You might have only eight, eight or 10,000, but... The average car would probably do twenty, twenty-five thousand. But there's no—it depends on the driver, depends on the road, depends on where the car's kept. Mm. There's no hard and fast rule of how long a tire should. Do. Thomas
3: was saying there a moment ago. You know, come into us at least once a year, but come in more often if you want to. Our doors
9: are open. How often should you be looking at your your tires, even well, if you have a good set on? Yeah, well, you can pick up a stone or you can pick up a nail. You know, it's good now. Cars of these got you know. These uh, systems where if you lose pressure, a light will come on the dash, which is people give out about them, but actually are great because you're better. My wife's giving out at the moment. Yeah, but. uh, (laughs) I said bring it
3: into the garage, will you?
9: Yeah, exactly. But uh, we we do advise that people should come in every two weeks, get their pressures checked, you know, and it's. Maybe that sounds like a bit of an overkill, Mm. but if you're filling petrol or you're filling diesel, there's usually, you know, go and check it out, you know. We'll do it for you. If you're not sure what you're doing, we'll do it for you, gladly. Yeah. How bad have
3: you seen, talking about tyres and experiences, Simon mentioned there, when you show people the tyres, they go, oh, my God. Thomas, what about brakes and brake pads when people come in? How bad have you seen
8: them? Uh, We've seen seen a a very broad range over the years, not just uh, where I am currently. I've been Mm. with cars a long time. Mm. Um, And, you know, we have seen them down to the, the minimum and beyond the minimum. So, effectively, the vehicle was driving around without any brakes, either on the front or on the rear. Um, Now... Listen, people can have a uh, people can have a lot of different excuses for that, but um, it's 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 a lack of awareness, and it's it's just a, a it's, it's a lack of consciousness for um, what their responsibilities are as drivers to themselves, their families, and to other road users. Oh my God, yeah, it's, so, uh,
3: it's a it's a serious situation it when is, you say it it's down to nothing. If yes. you combine that with a bad tire as well, yeah. you're you're actually in charge of a lethal weapon on the road. We're heading to a short break on late lunch. We're going to talk more about maintenance and cars after the break if you want to put a question to the boys we have experts with us here today 086 1800 658 by text or whatsapp or you can call in on 1850 715 958 servicing and maintaining your car very very important this road safety week and we're talking today to our motoring man Tony Conlon Simon Allen's here from Global Tires and Thomas McPhailham Group Service Manager with our show sponsors Blackstone
6: Motors Tony visibility was something you wanted to talk about talk about for a moment Yeah, like as I say I know we're going to run out of time but visibility is so important Thomas will tell you all the electronic new stuff for safety that's on cars and that's lovely to buy into that I always say buy into that before a sunroof or a rear spoiler on the car buy into safety and technology but that's no good if you don't keep your car clean if it's not if you can't see out the windscreen properly if you can't see out the side windows the rear windows if kids are dirtying the windows on you Your lights if, Your lights Now what the light thing about it is when you speak about lights I know, I sometimes make mistakes here myself in this, I'm writing about an article and I'm forgetting to put in how good the lights are at night time, what them lights are like, because there's so many different types of lights and cars but here's one question and Thomas will agree with me on this, you can increase the visibility of your car by changing bulbs and you should go into the likes of Blackstone or any garage and ask them, can I increase the, the visibility? 98% of people killed on the roads were wearing nothing visible, no high vis, nothing of reflective and one in five people killed on the roads is a pedestrian. Now, people get to talk about farm machinery. There's no question. We've got about a
3: message. Can I read this into sure, you? Sure, yeah. Jerry, when it comes to road safety, what about farm tractors and machinery? I met a tractor this morning at 7.30. It was quite dark with no lights on and uh, uh, there wasn't anything to show it up in the gloom of the mornings
6: as a listener yeah, there. Like, like it's, it's terrible. And like someone else say, to do anything with the lobbying out there. It's common sense for that person to do inspect the vehicles. Let me just say, if you work for a local authority on most important companies in Ireland at the moment and commercial vehicles, it is the law that they do a daily check on their vehicle. Now I would say it should be the law that farmers do a daily check on their vehicle before they go out on the public road and I think that should be very important. We're after having floods. We're after having the heap of snow. We're after having tornadoes or not tornadoes, storms. Yeah. We've all this come and facing again, and this is why we're speaking today. I would think the most important thing is visibility, number one. Everything to do with getting your car serviced for the winter, checking your tyres, and go back to uh, Stephen and that one. But the, the fact of the matter is, you're coming into all this dark mornings and all, what about getting up that extra 10 minutes early? and taking the pressure off yourself or listening to the morning show on LMFM or Norte or whatever and taking the pressure and being aware of the tractors and be aware of the kids walking to school and just take your time and the other
3: thing, again, I alluded to there, a lot of pedestrians losing their lives in the last year. It's a responsibility of you're walking or running or cycling the roads to be seen as well. That's a very important message. Thomas, let me come back to you on something uh, that Tony raised there. This thing of uh, illuminating your car. You buy a car and the standard lights are wherever in it. Do you agree with what Tony's saying there?
8: Yeah see, you have to take into account that, that everyone is different. And what might be acceptable for me getting into a car or Tony getting into a car might not be acceptable um, for somebody else. And, and what I mean by that is, is um, you know, if when we're younger, we see better when we're older, we don't maybe see as well. And you, you can you can make these things fit your needs to say, look, the lights that are on my car you know the dip lights are maybe just not as strong as i'd like them to or um, maybe my uh, my headlights when they're on full beams they just don't give me the penetration along the road uh, i live in the country they mm-hmm. don't give me the penetration that i want so i mean you can you can go into your local garage you can come into ourselves we can upgrade the the bulbs for okay. you and we, the other thing we'd Try and do is just make sure that they're actually pointed the right way because over the course of the, the weeks and months and you know potholes and speed bumps and all these things your lights do go out of focus so all these factors when you when you put them all together they make a difference they make a
3: difference
9: Simon yeah, likewise Jerry, it's a very simple thing but people forget it's an important thing to have maybe in the boot of your car is a vis top you know if you go out and change a wheel and it's a dark night people won't see you if you had to God forbid, leave your car because it broke down. You have to walk down the road. If you've got a high visibility jacket, like for instance this week, because it's uh, road safety week, if you come into us, like we will give you a pack including a high vis top, a scraper, uh, th- things like that. But the high visibility uh, when you're driving, you don't. Think that you, you could be a pedestrian yes. very soon, you know. That's so that's a very good point, and I want to uh, bring your
3: attention on uh, late launch, Tony Conlon has done a brilliant video for us. It's available up there on our Facebook and social media. You can see it, and Tony goes through what you need as a motorist, and you should have. And he mentions how vis has been one of the things mm-hmm. that you must have in your car. I'll come back to you in the tires for a second, because this is uh, a real passion of mine. Because I know, and from Tony, there's nothing between you and your life and the road but the tyres that are beneath your car. And that's a message we want to get across today. Um, mixing and matching tyres, changing tyres, putting one new one on the front or one on the back, where do you stand on that? What is the ideal
9: thing to do, Simon? Well, we are led by the tyre manufacturers, and the tyre manufacturers recommend that a new tyre, surprisingly, some people might find, should always fit it to the rear of the vehicle. Now, years ago, everyone put it to the front to get more wear, but the reason for that is to prevent oversteer. That if all your grip is on the front... You lock your steering. You know they stop the car and spin around. So. Uh, ideally, I suppose tires should be fitted in pairs. Now, if you've got a new tire and you haven't cut one, you're obviously not going to need to put on two. But yes. uh, you try and mash the thread depths off as best you can. Yeah, because
3: so. that's what I'm getting at. If you have five mils or four mils on one of the front, yeah. and you get a brand new tire with the eight mil on it, that's not a balance, is it?
9: No, well, the one you have is half worn, so yeah. it's not a balance. So you'd get...
3: really better spending the few extra euro yeah. and getting
9: two tires on of course, the front. We're conscious that you know people have budgets to stick. Yes, to Yes, we cetera, mentioned but, that earlier. Yeah, but uh, we would. You know, you can recommend that someone very soon puts on that second one. You know, tries to make the car as yeah. safe as possible. What
3: know? price do you put in your life or a life on the road? It is mm. priceless, I say. Mm. In, in tires, just and I want to come back to Tony in a second. Do you get what you pay for? If you pay a lot for tires, you get better tires, or is there a tire that you can afford and is a very good tire that you
9: recommend? Yeah, n- nowadays, obviously, you pay for what you get. Like there is budget, there's tires to suit all budgets. The cheaper end. It wouldn't be near as good. The stopping distance, et cetera, the road noise, all these things is much better in the, in the good tyres. But when you go to uh, the brand mix, they're fairly all good. You know, mm. There's, there's, mm. there's none of them. Yes, live, I know what you're saying. But, so we'd always recommend that at least go to a brand that you recognise, that you know of. Take the advice from the people who are selling them and uh, they won't put you wrong. You mm. know? Do you track and balance still? Is that part and parcel or is that ancient? Oh, that's very important. <laughs>
3: I very thought important. it was I out of step there that that was a thing in the past. Very yes, and, important. we would always
9: recommend replace valves. Now it's, uh, yeah. because valves can perish. Rubber hardens, they crack. So replace the valves. Uh, and we re- recommend like you know if you keep an eye on them, rotate them. Yeah. The thing is, just people need to be more aware of what they're driving. Of on. their tires. People, there's nobody goes out, puts a family into a car, a seven seater car, with the intention of endangering them. But they're actually driving, they don't realise what they're driving on. You are endangering them. But awareness is what we're trying to get out to get, there. And that's why we're talking about this today. Tony?
6: Well, look, if a, the sole of your shoe is worn out, you're going to get a wet foot. But if your tyre is worn you're not going to get a wet foot, you probably get a wet foot, alright. You'll end up in a ditch in a, a bog or something. But uh, that's the most important thing. Simon mentioned there about valves. The NCT tests are now are failing cars with perished valves on them as you probably you hit the nail on the head there, Simon. Mm. And that, that, that's the whole important thing. And Buy a, buy a good product mm. there's so many things that we say about. one other thing you mentioned about I don't know whether the lads agree with me on this but if you get a puncture for example and if you get a puncture in a motorway what should you do you know you have a hard shoulder there or whatever else well everyone will tell you not to park on a hard shoulder and in my view, and I'm going to say this live on radio, it would be I'd rim my tyre if I had to spend another hundred euro to the safest spot to get off and get across the barrier and get help out to me. Right. And it's only a tyre, but you reckon now the reckon across the Europe, UK, and Ireland, you've about twelve minutes on the hard shoulder before there's a major accident, parked up, before someone will hit you. Okay. So you don't want to be in that scenario and don't have the family in the car either. Get That's them That's a out. good message. Get, get off
3: the motorway. Don't stay there. Thomas, just back to you before we finish. Uh, the message again today is Blackstone Motors, all garages open at any stage. Any doubts, any worries, call in, get your car checked.
8: Absolutely. Look, it, 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 like I said, it's part of a cultural change that uh, you, you have a good car, take care of it businesses like ourselves and and i don't think we're any different than anyone else is that we're there to help people we're there to advise we you know m- maybe in the past uh you might have put something on the car and the the owner wasn't that interested or maybe the business wasn't that interested in educating the customer educate them why did i put tires in your car this is why we did it why did we feel there was a need to put brakes in your car? This is why we did it. Mm. And, and, you know, build that awareness. And listen, that mightn't happen overnight, but it certainly will happen over time. Lads, I have to leave it there. Simon
3: Allen from uh, Global Tires, thank you so much for joining us Thanks again. You, yeah. Simon is welcoming you in to have your tyres checked at any stage. Thank you, Thomas, and to everybody in Blackstone Motors as well, Thomas McPhailham, Group Service Manager, and as usual, Tony Conlon. Thanks a million on Very this welcome. Road Safety Week. Thanks a million. Well.
9: Thank you, Jerry.
2: The Late Lunch with Blackstay Motors Drada, Renault Dealer of the Year. Offering a new standard in used cars with Renault Selection. Each model comes with fully serviced, full vehicle health check and delivered with industry-leading standards of two years warranty, two years breakdown assistance and low APR finance
3: you at late lunch on LMFM radio just had a call there from pat in dundalk uh, as we went into the break finishing up with the three boys there and he wanted to uh, say that he went to get two new tires on his jeep and was charged 7 euro extra as he was told you have to pay a 350 government levy charge on top of the price of each tire Pat, that is correct. Simon confirmed that to us. They are charged that uh, by the government to recycle your tyres. But that should have been in the overall price. Let's say you were quoted 300 for the four tyres. That should have included that levy, a levy of 350 for each tyre, including that. Uh, should have been in that 300 when you went to pay that should not be added on at the end everything should be included in the 300 the valve uh, the alignment whatever else goes with it and that government levy but it is a fact that levy is in and if you offer to take the tyres home with you you can't you're not allowed because these tyres have to be dealt with in an environmentally friendly way so Pat yes that levy is in if you're getting tyres but it should be in the price you're quoted and on the docket detailed on your invoice and not added. On the end, if it was in the price, that's fine, but you uh, it's bad business practice if it was left and then told by the way, there's this levy in the end, it should be all included in the quote. Um, Sinead, from your perspective, a car yep. driving and what we've been talking about there, would you pay much attention to, to your car and the maintenance of Jerry, it?
2: Jerry, I am absolutely dreadful at paying attention to it, and my dad.
3: Paul Brazil would agree with that because he is my knight in shining armour I often ring him when I'm stuck and I say I don't know what this light means what's happening here it's making a funny noise oh my god there's no brake pads what's happening he will fix it so that's 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 <laughs> and I, that's dreadful I know it's absolutely dreadful you are so but I am lucky. very lucky I you have a Paul. you have a guardian angel there he looks he, after he is you. he's my your personal angel. mechanic yep. he's a yep. personal finance manager he's a personal he you name is this, Jim will fix it <laughs> That
0: is his nickname is. But, yeah, but it is yeah, true yeah.
3: And what we were saying there A lot of people Just don't pay attention If you no. said to them Look at your tyres They say what? Them tyres Take them off Please 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 This week Check your tyres Check your brakes Have your car checked At least once a year because we are all in charge of a lethal weapon when we go out on the roads and the best we can do is to have that car at its very best and road when it's on the road just reminding you that on LMFM all this week across all our shows we are focusing on road safety in the morning find out whether Chris and Seamus know their rules of the road Pat O'Shotnessy got a lesson on the safe cross code from students at school Forik Neva uh, Kilcurry Marie Cairns has been out on the road with driving expert Tony Tur- Toner Sinead, when's your lollipop day? Tomorrow. Oh, don't miss it. Mid-morning tomorrow. Sinead Brazel, the lollipop lady. And, of course, all this week on Late Lunch, we have a very special feature. And just remember that LMFM Road Safety Week is proudly sponsored by the Ireland edition of The Times. You can subscribe today at times.ie forward slash join. Late Lunch. We're going to finish the show again today with our feature, Every Road Has a Cross to Bear. It's coming up next. The
4: young couple killed in a road crash on the Dublin-Belfast road outside Drogheda earlier today have been named. 21-year-old Fiona O'Neill from Salogue, Monaster Boyce and 23-year-old Dominic Wogan from Cullen died after the car they were travelling in was hit from behind by an articulated lorry and pushed into the path of a second lorry at Killineer. The couple had been due to travel to Australia together just hours later. Gardaí are appealing for anyone with information to contact them.
3: It's another in our series, this road safety week of every road has a cross to bear and today I'm not far from Dunnegan's in Monaster Boyce, it's the old M1, Drogheda, Dundalk, Belfast Road and I'm joined today by Michael O'Neill and I'm sure Michael will never ever forget the date, November the 19th 2001, his daughter... Fiona and uh, boyfriend Dominic Wogan lost their lives just here where we're standing at this spot where, Michael, there's a lovely little stone to remember them here on the side of the road.
10: There is, Jerry. We decided a, few, a year or so after that that we would mark the spot. I made a few inquiries and I was just told, go ahead and do it. Don't ask questions. Mm. So we put it there and it's surprising the amount of people that comments on it and remembers the day uh, when they see it. Uh, That's the couple that was going to Australia. Yeah,
3: Yeah, that day is in the minds of many, many people, mine included. Let's go back to 2001 November. They had plans for their life. They were leaving Ireland.
10: They were leaving Ireland for about 10 months. Dominic's brother was going to be getting married, and he was coming back to do best man. Uh, Unfortunately... uh, they didn't make it back the, Dominic arrived at our house around 10 o'clock in the morning and they had to go into town to give a, a present to one of their friends so it was a half after having a baby and about just before half 12 the phone rang at home and it was Fiona and she says put on the dinner we're on our way home so we got putting the dinner on and my wife was at the front door planting a few uh, flowers and uh, all of a sudden, we heard a big bang. Just about ten minutes later, we heard a bang. And my wife said, something de- desperate after happening up on the up on the road. I ran down the road and I, just, I could see as soon as I got down the road that there was a, a lorry here to my right and another lorry to my left and a van in the middle of the road with the whole front gun out of it. And... A neighbour said to me, "Do you know anyone in a little green car?" I said, "I do. Where is it?" He said, "It's on that lorry over there," pointing to the towards Drogheda on, on the right-hand side. So I went over, and I could see I was their car, and everything just changed in that moment. I had to come home and ring the wagons and tell them to ask them to come over to our house here. and So they came over and sure that was it. We, we, we didn't see Dominic the Fiona animal They were gone. In an instant? In an instant. In a blink of an eye. The, the person who asked me, did I see, know the little green car, was able to tell me that he was on front of the lorry. That finally took them, they were hit from behind coming from Drogheda and they were shunted over to the right hand side of the road and an oncoming lorry caught them and brought them back towards Drogheda and of course it, there was a big explosion and the whole lot went up and it's something you never forget, really. never, never forget it, it's I can relive live that day from, I got up that morning for days later I can just, it's 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 it never. Uh, uh, I don't know what way to put it. Never ending, and it's never ending in the mind. It's there the whole time, twenty four seven.
3: All these years later. All the all these still as fresh today. Uh,
10: it's still as fresh today as it was back then. That's it'll be seventeen years ago now, on the nineteenth of November. Uh, from that, Gerry, I'm, I'm sure you know it. On on the fifth anniversary. I discovered the 19th of November, the third Sunday in November, was World Day of Remembrance for Road Trafficking Victims. So in memory of Dominic and Fiona, I made a few inquiries and found out that it was ratified by the, 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 the United Nations to have the day in November, Toward Sunday in November as World Day Remembrance. So I started a little campaign, and thanks to Father Iggy, yeah, Iggy heard about it and contacted me and said he would like to row in with me. I said, fair enough, what will we do? So he said, we'll have a mass. And So that has been going on for the past... since '06. So that's for 11 years now.
3: Mm. In so, memory of Fiona and in, Dominic. Well, it memory, started with, and then all road victims. All road victims. Ro- all
10: road victims mm. Because the thing about road victims, they know... They, 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 it's, anyone can be involved in road victims. You know, it's 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 not me, it's not you, it's somebody else and you imagine that, it's, oh, it never happens but it does happen to people that's not expecting it
3: They were only a few hundred yards from the home here and they well, were coming out from Drogheda uh, pointing up towards and sto- stop there to turn right into this wee road here
10: That's right, yes that's right I'm just after pacing myself coming down the lane Harry, it's 210 paces from the, my gate to here where we're standing and uh, it's it's you never get over the t- the two of them were full of life, full of life. Fiona was the they called her the dancing queen when she was in college, and we only had her twenty fourth birthday in, in in the April before, and all our friends, were we met all our friends from the college, and so they all turned up for the funeral and that and. All the memories they had of her, all good memories. How she was able to help people out, and she hadn't to. She wasn't like the rest of them. Some of them said she wasn't like the rest of them. She hadn't to study as hard as we had, and she finished college, got her degree, and Dominic had just qualified as an electrician. As I said, they were going away for ten or eleven months.
3: And it was never meant to be, obviously, when No. That fateful wasn't. day and what happened there. Your family can I use the word was it destroyed? How, how how do you how do you pick yourself up after that?
10: Well, it wasn't destroyed and I have to say thanks to the Wogan family, we have become one family. I I've a problem, I'll ring the Wogans, they'll ring me. We get together every now and again for a little get together and it's it strengthened us in a way, it strengthened the family in a way. To know we've lost one, they have lost one, and it strengthened their family. Mm.
3: When you think about what happened, and the driver of the lorry that hit them from behind, he got a €3,000 fine and six months' ban. How do you feel about that?
10: How do I feel about that, Jerry? I know he didn't get up that morning to come out and do it but he was found guilty of careless driving not dangerous driving and apparently that was the maximum of something he, the, he could get for careless driving but like as you can see the road it's with the four he had to see them they I, I know they checked all the technology that was around at that stage and they didn't find that he was on the phone or anything like that but he just a moment lapse of concentration or something after the court he came and apologised to us and he said I didn't see them and I don't know why I didn't see them and I'm sorry but I don't know Jerry. it's just something I don't think about that end of it I don't think about that end of it
3: you have to drive by here every day. 210 paces, you said. You come out yourself and your wife and the Wogan family as well and they pass here every day and they see that little memorial there in the road. It must be painful.
10: <sighs> it is painful, but you learn to deal with it. It, it never goes away. It's with you it 24-7. It never goes away. And the amount of people that have sit- People doing that walk and run around this area, do the, do the jogging around this area, and lots of them said to me, they always just stop and say, hello, Dominic, hello, Fiona, and carry on the journey. You know, to me, that's... It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling.
3: But isn't it the cruelest end of all for anybody to lose their life on the road? And when you think of them, they had all their lives ahead of them.
10: Oh, look, it, it it's... Some years ago they had an article in The Independent on Sunday, it happens every day, and then they stopped it. And I rang The Independent at the time, it was a few years back now, and I said, because I was interested in what was happening on the roads. And they told me, it's not happening every day. But by God, it has started happening every day again. Like people, when they get up in the morning and go out into a car, they must remember they're not there... They're, they're the person with the steering wheel all the legislation or fines or this that and the other doesn't stop them and it's 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 people have to take responsibility for for the for behavior on the road there's far, another thing there's far too many single or single vehicle accidents probably people dropping off or falling asleep or something like that getting home late from work or going early in the morning and it's it it, it seems to be never ending nowadays and it's not only one and two nowadays, it's fours and fives we hear it
3: every so often and that's why you're talking to me today and I'm very grateful to you Michael and your family the O'Neill family and the Wogan's as well for participating in this little series we're doing on Road Safety Week and what you mentioned there a moment ago you're doing this to remember of course the lovely Fiona and Dominic but to try again and press home the message to people everybody, including myself everybody driving on the roads.
10: Everybody driving on the roads, it's you, you're, you're holding the steering wheel, it's your responsibility to make sure you're safe and that having you, you come across is also safe unfortunately you don't know what the person coming around the next bend is going to be doing so you have to be alert at all times. Like the road, one of the road safety is messages is expect the unexpected and I think that's what I would be saying to people. And also speed. We can hear the traffic in the background Mm. there, Jerry. As they pass us. As they pass us, and it's supposed to be an eighty kilometre speed limit. But as you can see, as you can hear them whizzing by, you know it's it's people have to slow down.
3: Yeah, it's a big message today for sure. We remember Fiona O'Neill and Dominic Wogan here today as we stand on the old M one Road in Monasterboice, Boyce. They lost their lives back on November the 19th, 2001, a day that changed the Wogan and O'Neill family's lives forever. Michael, I'm very grateful to you to again talk about this all these years later. We really appreciate it.
10: Thank you, Gerry. Thank you very much. And stay safe.
3: On Road Safety Week 2018 and every week, slow down, concentrate, never ever drink and drive, be courteous to other road users, and remember... Every road has a cross to bear.
2: The late lunch with Blackstay Motors Dryda, Renault dealer of the year, offering a new standard in used cars with Renault selection. Each model comes with fully serviced, full vehicle health check, and delivered with industry leading standards of two years' warranty, two years' breakdown assistance, and low APR finance.